A dream can be anything, whether yours is to start a business, be in a healthy relationship, pursue your dream career, or to get right spiritually. Every week, the Dream Check Podcast brings you advice, encouragement, and real-life insight from people who are living their dreams to the fullest. I'm Nicole Ivanoff, an established international wedding photographer, a wife, a dog mom, coffee enthusiast, but most famously known for my sweatsuit collection. Like you, I have so many dreams, some of which I've lived out and others I'm still pursuing daily. I'm a girl from suburban Detroit who's made her way out to LA, and although I'm no guru, I have a heart to empower, activate, and sharpen those dreams that may be lying dormant in your life. If I or anyone who comes on this podcast can do it, so can you. Welcome to the show. Time to check in. Hello, 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 Dream Check family. I've never said that before, but I'm just going with it. It's been a hot minute since we last recorded an episode, and I kind of wanted to do a little catch up with me to restart this season. I have been in a very crazy last couple months of work and just wanted to take a little break to make sure that I'm intentional with, you know, interviewing guests and, uh, just want to be super genuine with everything and never want to just record because I feel like I have to. I want to have the mentality of I get to do this. And so when I get to do it, I want to be in a place where I'm fulfilled to be able to do it. So I'm back and I am ready for this next season. It's going to be so fun. And I already have some amazing guests lined up. So let's get right into it. My friend Courtney, who has interviewed me before, who pretty much runs the podcast. I'm sitting here live in her new beautiful studio that she just remodeled. Um, This is, I'm just shamelessly going to plug her because I think it's amazing. Um, She has a company called You and Me Media and they just remodeled um, a studio space and we're going to be recording all the episodes here. You'll see in the video footage what it looks like. It's so beautiful And I'm just pumped to be here and to be sitting in this cozy chair Indian style. And I feel like it's just going to take the episodes to a whole nother level. It really is. Hey there. (laughs) I've just been staring at Courtney doing this intro this entire time. (laughs) I'm videoing you on my phone too. I know. I've been trying not to laugh. Remember, I'm not a good actress. (laughs) You're doing a great job. Um, Thank you. You know, I love that about you though, that you would rather take time off so many people I try to tell people all the time it's fine if you need a break from your podcast Mm -hmm. because it gives people time to catch up you're still getting hundreds of downloads a week like there's no reason not to yeah because I don't want to hear wasteful talking Mm -hmm. and I love that about you that you like wait to be filled yeah before you pour into other people and I'm so thankful because I think it shows too like yeah not everyone needs a podcast (laughs) I want to say say louder but no um there are some really great podcasts out there and I do feel like that I don't know how people do it like putting out an episode a week consistently for years it's like oh my gosh that must be your full-time job because honestly if this was my full-time job I'd be able to put way more into it but because I have a successful career that requires a lot of my obviously attention um in paying clients that I have to like prioritize. So this unfortunately kind of had to take a backseat so that I could really, like I said, do it from a place of authenticity where I'm like, my cup is full and I can do it versus like, oh my God, I have one day this week I can record, but also I have one day this week to catch up, to spend time with my husband, to, 
literally do anything in my personal life. And then I didn't want to have the mentality of, well, it's my only day. I have to record an episode. It's like, no, I don't want to put out content like that just because I feel like I have to. So I'm excited to be back and recording again. And hopefully the plan is to launch. This is going to be January, I think. Yeah. It's November, what, first New right year. now? New, New year. New year. New us. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. Thanks for interviewing me today. Oh, I love getting to interview you. I'm kind of nervous. Because I like to pull the things out of you that <sighs> I like to put you on the spot. Yeah. Well, I'm ready. Okay. Well, give us the update. What's been the life update? You, you're busy with work. What does that look like? Like, what have you been doing? So... I have been traveling nonstop since May. I think I was gone every weekend from May until October 1st. Actually, October 2nd was my last weekend traveling. I was in Miami for a wedding. And the rest of the month of October, I was home. I had local weddings the whole month, which was a great break. I feel very honored and blessed and privileged to be able to travel pretty much all over the world for my job. But I will say it is kind of taxing on like my mental a little bit, um, being gone every weekend and wanting to spend time with my husband and my friends and other passion projects, but it really is the best job in the world. But it is nice to have like, you know, a month off to just be local. Um, and now I'm going to be picking up again. This month is my last month of travels. And then I'm off January, February and March because I thought I was going to be pregnant, you guys, because I had my own plans and I'm not pregnant. And so I feel like God was kind of using that like, oh, you took off three months of work because you just assumed you would be pregnant, but I'm going to use this time for something else. And so I'm kind of tapping into like leading into this next couple months, like what does God want me to do in those months? And I'm trying not to say yes to work because I really do feel like God has reserved those months for something else, even though I'm not quite sure what it is yet. I love that for you. Thank you. Okay. But I'm going to push you the way that you would push someone on your show. You're being so modest about your work, but like You've done some really big things since the last time I asked you about your work. Yeah. Can you like share the tea a little bit? On well, you're going to make me do that? I'm going to make you do it because I think people, including myself, whenever we, we call to chat, I'm like, who are you shooting? How yeah. was it? Were they nice? Like, yeah, you have to give us a little, give the people what they want and give us a little bit. Okay. Well, I did. July was big. I did a wedding in Italy, which was scary for me because I have been shooting a lot more on film lately. I took pretty much a year to learn how to shoot on this manual film camera for this wedding in Italy because the couple wanted mostly film. So I'm like, oh, it has to be perfect. Like I'm going to Italy, this epic venue, stunning couple. I have to like know how to use my film camera. Anyway, it took a year to learn it. And Totally paid off. The wedding was stunning. The photos ended up being featured in Vogue Australia, which is my first Vogue feature. So that was huge for my career. I've gotten tons of jobs from it and lots of new inquiries, which is exciting. And then I had a people feature with a couple, Sydney McLaughlin and Andre. And gosh, okay, they just seem so sweet. Please tell me that's real life. Okay, they're coming on the podcast. What? I know. I'm so excited. I asked if I could interview her separately and then them together. I just think they're such a powerhouse couple and just doing so much for God, like for the kingdom as a couple and individually. They're so sweet and humble and down to earth. I want Andre and Nico to be like besties. I could see that. Yeah, their personalities are pretty similar. I'm excited to have them on the show. We're probably going to record next month. 
Her schedule is crazier than mine. Obviously, she's an Olympic gold medalist. Yeah, I was about so. to say, for anyone who has lived under a rock, no offense, <laughs> Sydney is like not only an insane Olympian athlete, mm-hmm. she's like one of the fastest women in the world. She's like a three-time gold medalist. Yeah, she's insane and like gives God glory all the time. Yeah. Total goals. Yeah, they're great. I'm super excited to chat with them on the show. I think and stunning be people. I mean, they're be- I'm just waiting for the babies, honestly. I need to see what those babies are going to look like. So cute. And then by the time this comes out, you will have also shot. So I am doing Taylor Lautner and Tay Dome to be Taylor Lautner as well, <laughs> um, who was on the podcast a couple months ago. She has the foundation Lemons by Tay, all about raising awareness for mental health, um, shooting their wedding this month, November very exciting. It will be featured in Vogue US and I think double featured with People Magazine, which Vogue US is like, can I retire? Because I feel like that's the like. That's it. You've made it. There's nowhere to go from there. What is what is the biggest feature after like Vogue US as a photographer? So the cover, maybe. Yeah, that would be dope. Like getting to shoot the cover, or getting to be on the cover. Which would you rather? Like my work be on the cover? Like either someone's on the cover and they demanded that you took the photo Mm. or for whatever reason you are being featured on Vogue. That seems so outlandish. I thought you were going to say that's such an easy question. Yeah. It's an easy question because it would be my work featured. Really? Yeah. I would have, I would assumed you would have picked yourself. What would I be on the cover of Vogue for? I don't know. You have an amazing podcast. You like inspire people, like all these things that you're dreaming of. I Speaking mean, of which, if the shoe fits, that'd be cool. We broke the golden rule. What? What's a dream that you oh my have today? Oh my gosh. I feel like it hasn't changed from the last one to be pregnant, which is another life update. We have been trying, well, we kind of stopped trying, but since March, And it kind of got to the place like transparently of like it kind of started to feel like a chore to like make a baby. And I'm taking too many ovulation test things. I'm like doing so many different like things I'm seeing on Instagram of tips of how to get pregnant and boost fertility and all this stuff. And I haven't even taken any fertility tests or anything because I do think it's too soon. I genuinely don't believe anything's wrong with either of us. I just think it takes time. But It was becoming a lot of like, gosh, we're in an argument today, but I'm ovulating now. We have to have sex. It's like, well, that's not fun. You know, like that's annoying. Like I don't feel like it, you know, but then you feel like you have to. And it's also one of those like, I don't want to make a baby that way. I don't want to feel like I have to have sex because I'm ovulating today. And so we kind of took a pause on trying for a couple of reasons. One, because like I said, I already thought I'd be like, eight months pregnant by now, which is why I took off the beginning of this 2023. But, you know, nine, 10 months of pregnancy, if I were to get pregnant right now, November or December, I would be looking into like a late spring, early summer baby, which is my prime wedding season, which is a really significant amount of my our income. And so just didn't think it was wise to sacrifice my entire income to get pregnant when we can take a pause. And then we kind of said when we restart that we're not going to do the ovulation things. We're just going to have sex and have fun and not make it so like structured and scheduled and like really just trusting that God is in control and that we're going to get pregnant when we're supposed to. And I'm sick of peeing on stupid things. (laughs) 
<laughs> to be honest. Okay, whenever we said it, like, the mood shifted, like, automatically. Because I get, like, not weird, but just I feel bad. Like, I know mm. you want a baby and, and yeah. you don't have one yet, you know? So, like, it's hard. It's kind of hard to talk about even... As your friend or even to a stranger, obviously, yeah. you're like, oh, do you, you know, this is why people just PSA, stop asking. Like if someone says they're, you know, yeah. 35 mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, you don't want kids. And it's mm -hmm. like, well, maybe they've been trying for 10 years. Yeah. Like maybe let's just like. My friend Jessica, who is going to be on the show this season, she's, I think she's 40 now. They've been married five years. She was 35 and they, or no, she was 36 and they got married. Either way, she's 40 or 41. And they've been trying and I'm sure people have asked like, oh, you don't want kids or you don't know what someone is going through. And, you know, they're looking into other things like possibly adoption or fostering or things like that, because I mean, who really knows, you know? And so, yeah, you never know what someone is walking through. And I don't feel like I'm as sensitive to it. I mean, if it was a couple years and we're still not pregnant, I think it might be different. But I think right now I'm very much like, okay, I still want to be able to celebrate people who are pregnant and be excited, even though part of me is like, I want a baby so bad. Like there have been situations where I I just had this girl I went to college with, she, and you know the story, but she <laughs> is, just had a baby on Halloween and went to the hospital for stomach pains, found out she was 37 weeks pregnant. I'm like, how do you not know you're pregnant? 37 weeks pregnant, which like my one of my best friends is an OBGYN and I asked her how this could have happened and she, even she's stunned. So we're still up in the air on the it's stunning. anatomy of this baby. And then other friends who are in abusive, toxic situations who get pregnant accidentally and, and sometimes in those moments I'm like... Ugh. Why do they get pregnant? They don't even want to be pregnant, you know? Um, but just reminding myself, like, I don't get to know that. Like, I don't know what God is writing for them. All I know is he has a plan for me and Nico. And whatever it is, it's better than mine. And so I just kind of have to lean on that trust in the same way I did when I was single. So, And I think that that's one of the most amazing things about faith. That's why it's called faith, because mm -hmm. you have to just trust yeah. that God is good and he does have a better plan because it's so hard, yeah. I'm sure, to be in that position and be like, God, why? Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because I feel like God is giving me a different perspective because I was never that person that was like, I want to be in a relationship so bad. I want to be married so bad. Like, I loved being single. I love ind being independent. And so... I never had that craving or that urgency of like, oh, I want to be in a relationship, but I have it for a baby right now. And so I feel like I know so many girls or so many girls who write in or, at, you know, ask questions for the show. Like, I just feel like God's never going to give me a husband or I'm never going to have a boyfriend or girls who want to be in a relationship so bad. Like, I feel like I have a whole other level of compassion towards them because now I kind of understand, like, I never had it with dating, but I definitely have it with like, oh, I want a baby so bad, but I'm not like envious of other people. It's more like, I don't know, like when I go to church, there's babies everywhere. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so obsessed. Like I want one so bad. But I've literally said that since I was a kid, every time I saw a baby, you know? So it's almost like we're so opposites. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> I don't understand. Like I get it. There are people that don't look at babies like I want to squish your face and eat you, you know? Yeah, that was definitely me. I wasn't. Anti, not that person anti that yeah before i had but then god kid. was like lol yeah my kid was an, <laughs> was an accident 
it can happen anyway. It really is yeah. up to God. And I, I love, like, you're going to have the most amazing story. And I'm sure we'll be reading that. It's going to put you on the cover of Vogue. Oh, my gosh. Imagine. <laughs> never been done or seen before. I, w- I feel like I was going through, like, all these, I need to change my diet. I need to change my lifestyle. I need to start doing this and this. But then I'm like, there are literally, like, this, I do not mean this to be insensitive, but there are, like, homeless people and junkies on the street doing drugs, getting pregnant, like, I don't feel like I need to change my, yes, there are things you can do to help fertility, but I really don't think it's a fertility problem. I just think it might take a minute. I don't think there's anything wrong. I actually bought, I kept getting, of course, sponsored all these like fertility ads on Instagram. And of course I bought one, the modern fertility or whatever. And I haven't even, I got it like two months, three months ago and I haven't taken it yet for whatever reason. I'm just like, I don't, I don't think I should do that. Says the girl that won't go to the chiropractor but wants to get tested for bone It's disease. not that I won't go to the chiropractor. I just, okay, sometimes I'm a hypochondriac and I get really bad back pain all the time. And it's not that I won't go to a chiropractor. That just wasn't my first thought. Makes sense. You know? Yeah. Plus, I've been once and it was weird. Like, they just crack you all over and put your body in weird positions and it just cracks wait like, you mean once like you haven't been since yeah well that's why your back hurts so but that was bad. like a, that was in 2020 oh my gosh that's why your back hurts what so if you don't go to the chiropractor if it, you're listening to this and you think nicole should go to try the chiropractor again just leave a okay but i have a question a review just, if you go to the chiropractor once and you don't go again your back will hurt more someone can correct me if i'm wrong i'm not a doctor but like you have a spine and it's supposed to be straight and you're like holding your yeah. camera and like carrying things and over yeah. time you do get like crooked and it's like all it all comes mm. down to like that makes sense. pressure yeah yeah it makes sense okay let's make let's make me an appointment I'm kind of spitballing here, guys, because we asked for questions on Instagram and no one gave no one gave us any new ones. There's like, oh, someone did ask about your tattoos. Oh, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Eleven tattoos. I think I have eleven or twelve. I would have guessed like six. Well, I have like one, two, three, four five seven on my hand oh wait i think i have 13 but i have seven on my hands which one like means the most to you and which one means absolutely nothing to you i got i'd ask about all of them but 13's a lot they all have meaning but the psalm 34 8 is mine and nico's uh wedding scripture which is oh taste and see that the lord is good so i love that one i have my first tattoo i ever got was my dog's name his name was buddy and my (laughs) My whole family got the tattoo and it's my least favorite one now because I don't like the font or the placement. I would probably get it again, but in a different way. But my whole family got it. Me, my mom, my sister got it in the same spot. My brothers got theirs on their shoulder and my dad chickened out and didn't show up. (laughs) Wait, so does this mean that you're going to get a Rocky tattoo? Oh, we have the biggest life update. We haven't talked about him yet. I've actually thought about it. I'm like, do I get a rock? Like, (laughs) okay, so biggest life update, which is another reason why I've been so busy, but Nico and I rescued a puppy, a German shepherd. Um, August 1st, I picked him up from the vet. And the story behind that actually has a lot to do with 
um, not being pregnant. I actually had a positive pregnancy test, which I pretty much have told no one. Um, it was like a very faint line, but the only way to have that faint line is if you have that, what is it, H- HCG. HCG in your system or whatever. So I literally like, I think I told you, yeah, told we planned your announcement. How yes. you're gonna tell how you're gonna tell Nico? Which I'm not gonna say it because I could still use that it's in the future. It is so cute. So I didn't tell him because I was like so excited. I was going to New York the, to New York the next day. So I'm like, I need time. I'm an internal processor. I need time to process this, and I'll tell him when I get back on Sunday. And so then I get to New York and I start my period. And so I'm, of course, so upset, taking multiple tests, like what the heck, this does not make any sense. As we do, I'm having this huge moment, like super upset. And so I open my journal. I'm just like having this whole worship moment. And I literally, I'm asking God, hey, what, like, what do I need to do? What are you trying to pull out of me before I'm a mom? Like, what do I need to learn before I become a mom? Because I'm thinking like, okay, then if I'm not pregnant, use this time to like stretch me in whatever ways I need to be stretched. And I literally got like, closed my Bible, whatever. And of course opened Instagram and I saw I follow so many shelter accounts and I saw this picture of... Wait, pre-Rocky, you followed all these shelters? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I had been sending because we, you know, we wanted a German Shepherd. It's like our dream dog. And Nico, of course, is researching like champion bred German Shepherds. And I'm always sending him these like dogs to foster or adopt. And he's always like, no, not yet, whatever. So anyway, Rocky, whose name was Remy at the time, his picture came up and it said that he needed... A foster for four weeks because he had a broken leg so they thought so I'm like oh my gosh like this is the cutest little baby I've ever seen in my life like we're gonna do it and I literally just applied to foster didn't think anything of it didn't ask Nico which I would normally never do five minutes later they emailed me back and they were like you are literally perfect like can you pick him up today and I was like oh my god Nico's gonna kill me and so I'm like going to shoot a wedding This is the morning I was shooting a wedding. So I call him on the way and I'm like, hey, um, so I saw this German Shepherd puppy on Instagram and I gave him the backstory and I'm like, and they accepted me. And he was like, what do you mean? And I was like, well, they said we would be a perfect fit to be foster parents. And he's like, well, what did you tell them? And I'm like, I just filled out this application. And they were, he was like, what did it say? I'm like, it just had questions. Like, why would you be a perfect like foster? He's like, what did you say? I'm like, I've loved dogs my entire life. It's my dream to foster a dog. I just like paragraphs. Like this is the best, my best work, my best written work ever. (laughs) Okay. I really sold myself. Anyway, long story short, I told Nico because I do think that something like that should be a joint decision. And I do believe that we should let the men lead our home and to a certain degree. And I do do. I'm not going to be upset with you. And he said, "Okay, give me the day to think about it. And so literally eight hours later at the wedding, I'm like having dinner and I'm like, as I'm typing, he's typing. And I literally send like, have you thought about it? It's been eight hours. And at the same time, he said, I think we should do it. 
obviously that was like a weight off my shoulders because I would never wanted it to be something where he felt like he had to do it for me because then that can create resentment. He was dropped. So he was dropped off at the shelter by a backyard breeder and they didn't have room for him there. And he needed to go to the vet immediately because they thought he had a broken leg. And so they were like, he needs somewhere to go for four weeks to heal because they thought he was going to need surgery. And so they didn't have room for him at the shelter. And so someone at the shelter got him a foster parent for 24 hours. And then when I said we would take him, possibly foster to adopt, they found someone else who would take him for 24 hours. So anyway, I picked him up from the vet. Turns out he has a genetic condition called straight leg syndrome, where if, if you're listening and you haven't like seen him on my Instagram or anything... Straight leg syndrome is super rare. I'd never heard of it before Rocky. And basically it's a genetic condition where the dog is born without like a joint um, in one of their legs, sometimes two legs, but essentially it's a straight bone that will never bend. And so uh, it wasn't a broken leg and he didn't need four weeks of healing. He needs forever of healing. (laughs) After a week of fostering him, it took Nico and I like I mean, I knew from the second I picked him up, I'm talking to him on the drive home like, you are mine. Like, you are my dog. You're with me forever. Nico obviously knew I was obsessed with the dog, but he didn't. I kind of, I didn't, I try not to put too much pressure on him because, again, I didn't want him to feel like we had to adopt him. I kind of gave him his space and wasn't saying anything. And I was taking on a lot of the responsibility. And then Nico fell in love after a week. He, He didn't say, word for word, he said, well, obviously we're not giving him back. And I was like, so we're keeping him? (laughs) I'm like, you can say it, you know. We got him at six weeks old and he's, I think, 20 weeks now. So I feel like I'm a a mom. I mean, I am a mom. Dogs are a lot of work. He's 20 weeks, but he looks like he's 100 weeks. He looks so old. Because he's 45 pounds. That's crazy. That's how much Mila weighs. (laughs) Seriously? Yeah. I can't even, I can hardly lift him in and out of the car now. He's Um, a big boy. He's a big boy. And for those listening, he is in physical therapy twice a week and he's doing just great. I love that. And you can follow his Instagram. Rocky is very getting very famous. He is. I mean, he's a cute dog with a disability. Like who doesn't like yeah, that kind love, of content? We love a good a good disability puppy. <laughs> Disabled puppy. Yes That's and no. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean. I know what you mean. What has been a mom to Rocky taught you about what you think you'll be to a child? So Nico and I laugh about this because Nico thinks that our parenting roles have really come out in the dog, whereas Nico's the more assertive and direct. I don't think I'm a pushover or like I don't give in, but I'm definitely this is going to sound so like a given and a pushover. But he loves his mom. He's attached at my hip. And so sometimes I feel bad because he is disabled. He uses it against me sometimes. He definitely does. He definitely does. He knows he has a disability and he knows it's my weakness and he uses it against me. I think that I have learned patience. I feel like I'm more strict with him when Nico's not around than when Nico is around. It's almost like I kind of let Nico play that role so I don't have to. And I get that. I'm that way with Mila. Yeah. Like you, when, when I'm with, when it's all of us together, I just let him handle it. Kind yeah. Of. Like I let him be the one to, to be the bad yeah. guy and then I get to be the good guy. Yeah. But it is funny because you saw last night too, when Nico is disciplining him, he looks at like he'll side eye me and look at me like, but mom lets me do it or mom protect me. And I'm like, don't look at me. Don't make <laughs> eye contact with me. And he was Lieutenant Dan for Halloween, you guys. Honestly, I didn't have the heart to put him in a wheelchair, but 
If you know, you know, you know, it was pretty dang cute. What is a toxic trait that you want to leave in 2022? You don't want to bring with you into 2023 of myself, of yourself. Probably the way I speak to myself. Mm -hmm. I it's so funny and cute at the same time, but I know that I negative talk myself or like self doubt myself a lot. But I think Nico sees it, too, because he never says anything. But when he prays over me in the morning, he always prays for God to give me eyes to see myself the way he sees me. So I feel like Nico knows that about me and he's always like speaking life into it, which is something I'm like daily working on, which I don't know why I used to be so confident, like pre being a Christian, which is weird. It is weird. Like so overly confident. Well, I'm sure it probably is rooted in when you are not a Christian, mm -hmm. it is all about you and what in your own power and what you can do and what it's you true. can do for yourself versus mm -hmm. God, it should be, it feels like it should be easier. Yeah. But I think we, God holds us to a higher standard than yeah. we would ever hold ourselves to. Yeah, that's really good. I think that you teach that really well on the podcast and mm -hmm. even just listening to you interview um, Jess, Jess, Jessica. Yeah. Interviewing her, who she'll be on the show soon. She's phenomenal. Y'all will love her mm -hmm. and her story. But the way that you communicate yourself as a believer mm. it is very inspiring because there's there's moments where i've been saved my whole life <laughs> came out of the womb praying in tongues that's what like <laughs> me and my family joke about oh my gosh but i have never really had that the way that you talk about like marriage and the way that you talk about yourself i don't mm. i've never really had that kind of like thing that it's something i want to strive after it's just yeah. always been something that was like a foundational Thing that we had to do and this is mm -hmm. why you do it and so you and the show really inspires me mm. daily to live my life that way what would you say to college nicole who just oh, thinks that she gosh. has her ish maybe you didn't think you did but no judging I, the old photos that you've showed me that came from a facade of like how actually self-conscious and not confident i was mm. and so i was covering it up with false confidence, like an overconfidence, if that makes sense. I actually had a friend who passed away of cancer, and I think I've shared this on the podcast, on a missions trip, and she said on the trip, God kept putting me on her heart, and I was like, what does that mean? She's like, God kept putting you on my heart and putting you on my heart, and he wanted me to to share with you Jeremiah 29, 11. Like, he has a plan for you, plan to prosper you and give you hope in a future, and she had said, you seem so happy on the outside, but I feel you're broken on the inside. And I was so offended by that, like so offended because I didn't know what it meant, but I knew that it was true. Like I knew that there was such a hole in my heart and I was missing something and I did not know what it was. And so now I know it was God. But at the time, oh my gosh, in college, I was a rageaholic. Like I was partying literally 24-7, like sleeping around, one night stands. Like I... I think I was drunk more than I was sober in college. Like it was like Thursday through Sunday. And you know what? The thing that's like concerning now looking back is that was so normal. It's still normal to this day. You just rage and party Thursday, Friday, Saturday, sometimes Sunday. Looking back, I think I would say that. I think I would say a couple of things. One, you don't have to do what everyone else is doing. Like just because everyone else is drinking and partying you don't have to do that just because everyone else is having one night stands and bragging about it. You don't have to do that. I feel like I, I tried so hard to fit in and do what everyone else was doing that 
it just seemed normal because everyone else was doing it, even though deep down I don't really think I wanted to do those things. Um, I also grew up around a lot of alcohol and grew up, you know, my parents' marriage was like pretty much always on the rocks. And and so I always felt like I had to perform for attention because it was so hard to get because my parents' fighting was kind of like the focal point of our household, you know. And so I had to perform for attention and perform for like approval, essentially. I would also tell myself it's okay to not be perfect because I, even to this day, it's something I struggle with. Like, unless something is perfect, I don't want to release it. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want, I just, everything has to be perfect or it's not even worth talking about, you know? And so I think, I think I would say just because everyone else is doing it, you don't have to, and it's okay to not be perfect. There was this friend of mine from high school and he was kind of the guy that, you know, dated everyone, slept around, like whatever. Um, and then after high school, he like went to Bible college and we were like, what the heck? What is he doing in Bible college? Like we were all so confused. And long story short, he started dating this other girl who also went to um, high school with us. And we found out through whatever that they were not having sex, that they were going to wait until marriage. And we were all like, it was a laughing stock of our like friend group. Like what there and I specifically and I don't have many memories from like a lot of time in college, but I specifically remember thinking who do they think they are? Like you don't you're not a born again virgin. Like you either are a virgin or you're not a virgin. Like you've had sex before. Like what's the point of waiting that makes no sense? Like I just couldn't grasp it in my brain. But I think I was so passionate about them doing that and it bothered me so much because I think deep down we all kind of want that. Like I think we all want that like not so much the purity, but I think we all want that like deep, meaningful, real love connection, which they obviously had because it's like, oh, dang, he must really like her if he's not sleeping with her, you know, and it was almost like a... uh a hidden jealousy I had because at that time in my life, I was sleeping with everyone and expecting them to like me in return. And when they didn't, I'm like, okay, well, what am I doing wrong? Do I need to not sleep with people? Someone who walked through that, like Nico, I mean, I was, I think I didn't have sex for a little under two years before I met Nico. That was like something I decided to do for myself and for Can my walk. Can you just encourage the listeners? Because I'm so curious about this. I also had a, a phase like that with Gray, yeah. who I'm now married to, where I was like, wait, let's not have sex till the wedding or whatever. Yeah. But to anyone who's never like even that's never even crossed their mind. I'm just curious for your experience as well. Whenever you decided not to have sex as mm -hmm. like a new Christian physically mm -hmm. take the like spiritual like you have spiritual reason out of it. Yeah. Physically like was that hard? Yes and no because my motivation for it was I always felt so only wanted for my body because that's what I was giving that I was so curious to see the type of guys I would attract if I wasn't having sex with them and wasn't sleeping with them. And throughout that process, I feel like I learned my worth and my value and the type of guys I want to date and the type of guys I don't want to date. But with that said, when I actually liked a guy and we weren't sleeping with each other the day we met, then I'm like, okay, I really like him. There's chemistry. I'm very sexually attracted to them. Like, yeah, you have the urges and the temptation, but you 
remove yourself from situations where it's going to lead you to that, you know, like we're not, I'm not staying at his house past midnight in his bed watching TV. Like that's just going to lead you to down a road you don't want to go down. And I remember I was dating this guy, great Christian. We were dating for a couple months and this might be TMI, but whatever. We were hanging out at his apartment and we were making out whatever in his bed. And can, can we say dry humping on this show? I think so. I okay. Think I'm like, it's my show. Um, anyway, we were doing that and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like this just feels like too much. And he was like, it's just dry humping. And in that moment I was like, okay, you're clearly not leading me down a road. I want to, the Bible says to flee from all temptation and you are literally walking the line of it. And if I let you, you would keep going. Great guy. He just wasn't able to lead me in that area in which I knew God put on my heart that I wanted to be led in that way, which I do think all women should date men who will lead in that area. But for my personal conviction and my personal story and where I think God is taking me in the future with my ministry, I knew I was going to be with someone who was going to lead me down a road of purity and not walk, try to walk the line of temptation for it. I think I got twisted around and where I was even going with that. But, oh, was it hard physically? Yeah. Yes and no. Like with Nico, who when I knew he was going to be my husband, like, of course, it was so difficult, but he made it so easy because he was so like his boundaries were so strict with me when it came to that, that it made it easy because we we're doing it together. You know, what's your advice for people who like do make that choice? And then the answer does not have to be deep, but it's like their wedding night no sex either ever or like for an extended period of time. Mm -hmm. What's your advice to like just girls in general in that situation? Wait, like you're saying they've never had sex in general. They're virgins on their wedding night. Well, or let's just answer both because it's pretty different. I'm sure for both. Like how how to like not make it weird? I guess. Yeah. Okay. Like just in that moment, like what would your advice be to someone who just doesn't really know how to flip the switch on? Yeah, I think the flip will be switched automatically. I think it gets flipped. Um, I personally do think when you're with the person that God has for you and it's your wedding night, y'all aren't going to be able to get to the room fast enough. I mean, that was mine and Nico's story. <laughs> no, I think like, no, this is so funny, but I literally had like lingerie, like I had bought everything for that night and then like didn't even get to it. I'm like, wait a second. I'm like the flip, the switch is on and I like flip it off. I'm like, wait a second. I have got, I have, I was prepared. I have the bathroom like set up like, and he's just like, nope, switches back on. But I would just like encourage anyone who's like maybe nervous or something. Not that there's nothing to be nervous about because Nico and I were so nervous, like the car ride to the hotel, like his friend was driving us, just everyone in the car knew what was about to happen. And we're just kind of silent, making small talk. Like we all know what's about to go down the second we get into the hotel. And I was I'm just picturing you. I mean, I was so nervous. Nico was so nervous. Like we were both extremely nervous. The second the switch, thanks for that analogy. The second the switch flipped on, it was like nothing. It, it just it's on. it's on, you know, like there's there's no like time to like be nervous or worry. And I feel like the man will lead in that area. Totally. You know, and then this question for someone who maybe is a virgin. And the reason I'm asking this is like just growing up in a Christian home, no one talked to me about this. And yeah. like, I do think that you were such a sex positive person before mm. you were saved that you could probably really like actually give good advice to someone yeah. who's never had sex or like, what would you say to a, like 
a like a virgin yeah. girl on their wedding night. Like it yeah. sounds silly, but they're but it's not silly, and there are and no one talks about yeah. this. I think, gosh, I cannot imagine because I do remember the first time I actually had sex when I was 15 and I, my parents were out of town and I was dating a guy and like, I, gosh, this is, I, I wish it was not ingrained in my brain. I had a lime green walls with like this lime green flower print bedding and I'm like making my bed, taking all my stuffed animals off it. Because like, you knew it was going to go down? I knew it was going to go down. Uh, okay. And I was so nervous. I think that when you're with the right guy and when you know that this person loves you and respects you and values you and is not you're married you know it's your wedding night like he's not in this for the wrong reasons like you're safe with this person and so I think the nerves kind of will go away like we just said once you're like in that moment it's such like a moment of worship I do really think that I don't know I just think it's special like I I, I'm not trying I'm trying not to be too like too much information you know but I just think that it is very special and I I remember wishing when I first became a Christian that I was a virgin. Like, I wish I had saved myself for my husband. And I know some girls fear that too. Like, oh, I slept with this guy and I didn't wait. And now I'm afraid I'm not going to find someone else. I mean, I had that same fear. And I remember dating this guy and telling him like, oh, no one's going to marry. No Christian guy is going to marry me. I'm not a virgin. And he was like, what are you talking about? Like, the guy that God has for you, whether that's me or whoever, is going to see you as a new as a born again virgin or whatever. And if you're dating someone who can't get with the fact that you've had sex before, even though now you're waiting, then sorry, but he's not it. Totally. Okay. So going into the new year, mm -hmm. what's something that the Lord put on your heart for this, for just this season in general of like a new, mm. a new phase of life. And maybe not just for you, especially like millennials, Gen Z, like strong believers in faith. Like, what do you feel like God's doing in us right now? I think as you said that the word that came to mind before you like finished was devotion. I think as Christians and even in my own walk, like that we should be more devoted to his word and devoted to um, who he is and devoted to what he has for us. Cause I think if we all spent more time devoted to him, it's only you. And so I think of like the God dreams that I have now that God has given me that I, that I want to have time to work on but I'm so busy with my actual job and it almost had me thinking, gosh, is the enemy even distracting me with my career that I love from what God is intending for me to do? And so just circling back to the beginning of this episode, when I said I do think that the three months that I originally thought I was going to have a newborn baby is for something that God has for me. So I'm trying to reserve those months to devote myself to whatever God has for me because sometimes I'm so busy. I don't know about you or anyone else listening. I'm so busy with my day to day that I don't, I can't even hear what God is trying to tell me to do. So just to be more devoted to him so I can lead my family better, hopefully become a mom and like what God wants me to do before that season and with this podcast, my career, other God dreams. So I think devoted or devotion would be my like word. It's a really good word. It just came to me. I feel like the spirit just dropped it. Well, typically, since you are the interviewer, you would be closing us out. But I feel like because it's my first episode back, I should close us out by thanking you for interviewing me and for everyone tuning back in and listening. 
And I'm so thankful to be in this new studio you created. And I feel like it's just such a great kickoff to this next season. So Courtney, thank you for having me and for creating this beautiful space. And thank you to everyone for listening and stay tuned next week for the next episode. And I will add, actually, if you like this show, please (laughs) rate it on Apple and Spotify for Nicole. And please write a review. Five stars only, please. And <laughs> I've never even seen them. Please share the. We, we should go read them. I feel like it'd be really encouraging. Mm. Please share the show. Do everything. Nicole puts so much time, investment, lit, so much money into this for you all. And I think that it would really be honoring if we just paid it back with some reviews and some stars. It helps the show. It helps the show grow. It helps her get closer to sponsorships and different things like that. Mm. So just keep 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 helping us. moving us along thank you so much what a great ending all right see you guys next week